The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. And love and joy to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I heard a story recently about these three friends, three older women who had been friends for a very long time, for decades, actually. And they were having lunch together over the holidays, and they were actually reminiscing about a lot of the things that they had gone through in their lives together, having uh, going to college together and getting married, having children, grandchildren, losing their parents, the whole thing. And eventually the conversation sort of turned towards what some of us call the signs of aging. And so one of the friends said, you know, girl, she said, my memory is getting so bad. She said, sometimes I walk up to my refrigerator, and she said, just that quick, I can't remember if I went to put something in the refrigerator or if I went to take something out of the refrigerator. And so then the other friend, you know, as we like to commiserate with each other, the other friend said, girl, I know exactly what you're talking about. She said, sometimes I walk upstairs to my bedroom. She said, I go in the closet, and just that fast, I can't remember if I went to put something in the closet or to take something out of the closet. And so the other friend who was a real jazzy lady and probably a law of attraction student, she said, cancel, cancel, girls. She said, I don't understand that kind of stuff. She said, I really don't have those kind of issues in my life. And then she said, knock on wood. (laughs) Who is it? She forgot that quick, right? Why she was knocking on wood. And sometimes, (laughs) so those of you who know me and who have heard me speak before, you guys know that I always start out with some kind of funny story. Sometimes it's not so funny, but my intention is really for all of us to feel good. Feeling good is very, very important important. Feeling good opens our hearts. It opens our minds. It allows us to be more open and receptive to learn, to hear, to see those things that are important to us. And so what's happening now is that the scientists are beginning to study these feelings of happiness and joy. If you look in any bookstore right now, you see all these books about happiness and joy, feeling good. And what they are saying is what the mystics have said forever, is that feeling good will bring about certain chemical reactions that really create a sense of happiness and also well-being in our lives, which is good for our health, it's good for our mental state, But they are also finding now that we can actually 
smile and laugh without anything outside of us making us smile and laugh. We can make ourselves laugh and smile. And as a result of that smile or that laughter, what happens is your brain is tricked into feeling happy and feeling good without anybody else. And I'm sure most of you have felt something like that. You ever stumped your toe or felt something really painful and then somebody walks in the room and they make you laugh really, really loudly and all of a sudden you have forgotten about that pain in your toe. That laughter and that feeling good can do that. And feeling good is such a, an important uh, thing because when, we, when these chemicals create these good feelings after our laughter and our smiles, those feelings are causative. They actually go out into the universe, out into the world, and they express to the universe and to the world what we are feeling. And when we express those feelings out there, what happens is those things come right back to us. So if we're ex expressing joy, we begin to receive things that bring joy to us. And so my point for saying that is that now we can actually make ourselves feel good. We knew that already. We knew that already. But um, one of the things that I'm noticing lately is that a lot of people are just not feeling so great these days. Um, you know, before I tell you uh, this story, I want to say this. One of the characters in the Bible, Abraham, I'm sure, saw God's sense of humor when he told Abraham and Sarah that they were going to have a baby. Abraham was, what, 100 years old. Sarah was 91. So I'm sure they both got a real good laugh, you know, at that one. And then nine months later, I'm sure they weren't laughing so much when little Isaac was running around and they couldn't catch him. But laughter is very important. Even God gave, uh, knew that and gave us that gift. So I, the key is to remember, knock on wood, that we are created in the image and likeness of God, which means that we are created in the image and likeness of our creator, which means what? That we are creators, and we have the power to decide how we want to feel. That power is innate within us, consciously choosing how we want to feel and then cultivating those good feelings, practicing those good feelings over and over is really a sign of spiritual and emotional maturity, as well as self-mastery. And self-mastery is one of our goals, isn't it? But here's the thing. Most of us were not taught that we have this incredible power to control our feelings and to cultivate them or to connect with our feelings or to even feel our feelings. You know, sometimes we're kids, stop crying. Don't let people see you cry. Don't let people know you're feeling bad and all that kind of stuff. 
And so over time, we have become disconnected with our own feelings. A lot of us grew up in a culture where we were taught that in order to be successful in life, we have to set goals. And of course, I believe that goals are very important. And you all know that goals are important. Setting goals is a good thing. Uh, you can look at any book about personal uh, success or business success, and there's always some version of goal setting in those books. As I said, goals are important. We need them because they bring clarity to us, and they, they help us to be more effective in getting things done. How many people in here are goal setters and, and like setting goals? Um, some people really get energized and quite motivated when they're setting their goals for the, for the new year. And as we know, we're moving not only into a new year, but also into a new decade. Other people can only stay focused until about January 15th. <laughs> and then there are some people who really don't like setting goals at all because the feelings that come up for these people are not always good feelings. You know, sometimes you start thinking about what you really want, and, you know, it, it, it might make you feel a little pressured or even a little intimidated, and sometimes it brings up fear. You know, maybe last year you didn't achieve one of the goals that you set for yourself, and, and so you, the fear sets in, and it says, okay, you don't set any goals because you, you can't reach them anyway. And so I realized as I was talking to uh, some of my clients about this and people that I know, uh, what I realized is that, is that those levels of anxiety and stress and frustration around these New Year's resolutions and, and these goals that we set for ourselves can really create major blocks, you know, in our energy. And those blocks sometimes will keep us from achieving our goals. I also realized that we all have different relationships and perspectives around goal setting and about how we want to move forward in our lives. But one of the things that, um, that I, that I want to share with you about feeling good, you know, as I walk around sometimes and just kind of look at people and I look at children and some of them are looking so mean and mad. You know, I saw a little girl one day, she looked like she had a mortgage that was too big or a car note that was too high. I mean, she was like so angry. And, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, with all of the material things that people are acquiring these days and with all of the Netflix comedy shows that you can go and look at and get yourself, you know, get your laugh on, why are people so angry? You know, I was, I was telling you this, I got to tell this story, guys, because I'm still releasing it. I was in Walgreens the other day. It was Christmas morning, and I went to Walgreens to pick up some batteries for my grandson, Tristan, who is here. And leisurely, you know, my grandchildren are patient. They meditate. And so I walked into the store, picked up the batteries, and then I decided that I wanted to get some other things. So I walked back up to the front of the store to get one of those little handheld baskets. And, you know, it looked kind of slim down there. And this guy was walking up around the same time as I was to get a basket. And I mean, this joke almost knocked me over because he wanted to get the basket before me. But I had already seen that there were two, you know, so I just moved back. I didn't say anything to him. And he got his little basket, and I got my little basket. 
walked on into the store and picked up my items, and then I walked out to the um, cashier, and there were about two or three people in line. I moved up, and it was my turn. And so I was having a little bit of trouble finding my debit card. So I found it, looked up at the clerk, and I mean, this woman was so mad with me because I was just taking so much time with this debit card and this credit card machine, trying to answer the questions, you know, is the price right? Is the, do you want cash back? Is it debit or credit? What's your grandmother's maiden name on your daddy's side? You know, all of those <laughs> unnecessary questions. It was taking me a minute because all these machines are different, right? So this woman that was behind me in the line, she started yelling. I mean, she started bullying me. She said, you are too slow. You just wasted people's time. Do you know it's Christmas? I said, do you know it's Christmas? <laughs> and she, I mean, it was just terrible. She didn't shake me up because I meditate every day, and I'm not going to let anybody take my joy. But I wanted to say, Ma'am, don't come for me unless I send for you, okay? And why are you so angry on Christmas? I mean, I wanted to say so many things, but I didn't say anything. I just turned around, got my little bag, and walked out. So when I got out, started driving, I noticed she was behind me. And we're on a one-lane street, and I'm driving my son's car, which is a very fast car. I slowed down. Oh, I started driving so slow, and I could see her just fuming. You know, she was just mad. I said, you're going to see who's going to be slow today, right? So we got to the two lanes. I floored it. I left that woman in the dust, and I knew she was angry. And I said, uh-huh, so who's slow now? You know, but my point here is that <laughs> <laughs> I like to laugh. I love to laugh. My, I'm not a mean person. I'm not. Yeah, but I had to do that. She just really bullied me. And the other thing, the other reason why I didn't say anything was, I'm going to tell you, I turned around and looked at that lady, and I said, if you saw her, if you saw her in a fight with a bear, you guys would help the bear. You wouldn't even have to help her. I mean, that lady looked like she could just, you know what I'm saying, do some damage to me, and I didn't want to go to emergency. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> my point is it really does not take much for us to, to smile at people and, you know, to make people happy and, and not bully them and, and, you know, get people all upset. But I want to, because it is a time of goal setting and thinking about the things that we, we uh, want to achieve in this next year and also in this next decade, I want to share with you a couple of uh, two elements that could be very helpful as you start that process. And then I want to share with you what is really going on in the universe and on this earth that will help you to actually feel good, help you to actually increase your effectiveness as you begin to uh, set your, your goals. So the first element to goal setting is to just relax. Relax and enjoy the process. Have fun with the process. Learning to remain joyful throughout this goal-setting process is going to help you. It'll just set you up in a certain way that allows your goals to just flow from a different place. Not this place where we go after our goal with aggression and desperation or trying to prove ourselves in some way, 
You know, I've heard people say things like, you know what, I'm going to reach this goal. I'm going to make this happen if it kills me. And I say, well, good luck with that. Looks like you might not be around to enjoy that goal because if you reach it, you know what I mean, it might kill you, right? You don't want to do that. Uh, you see, when we set goals, we're just saying that we desire something. And desire is one of the most creative forces in the universe. Desire is the reason that we want a better life. Desire is the reason that we want success and happiness. And the greatest desire that all of us have is to just feel good. Uh, any of the goals that you've probably set in the past are things that made you feel good. There's a woman by the name of Dan, uh, her name is Danielle Laporte. And Danielle is a best-selling author, and she writes uh, about conscious goal setting. And one of the things that she says is, I have to read this one because most times I'm just saying what's coming up, you know, for me. But Danielle says that one of the best ways to create goals that really work is to get very clear about what you want to feel, not what you want, but what you want to feel in your life after reaching those goals that you're setting. So then, after you get clear on the feeling that you want, then you want to decide if this goal is really worth working towards. And once you make that decision, and this is the key, you want to infuse those good feelings because now we know that we can create those feelings whether anything outside, any external factor is making us feel good. We can create those feelings for ourselves. So you want to infuse those good feelings into the goal itself. And you can do that through meditation. You can do it through prayer, self-reflection, whatever your spiritual practice is. So Danielle says that there are four, usually four core desired feelings that most of us want in our lives. And she calls these the, um, that's what she calls them, the core desired feelings. And for her, the four main feelings that she wants to experience on a daily basis, she wants to feel divinely feminine, she wants to feel connected, she wants to feel innovative, and she wants to feel affluent. Uh, you know, I thought about that, and I picked out my four. I want to feel every day divinely inspired and connected, and I feel that way. I want to feel grateful every day. I want to feel prosperous every day, and I feel that. I want to feel totally loving every day, and I feel that. So think about what may be your core desired feelings. And use those feelings when you begin to set your goals for the new year and for this new decade. Infuse those feelings into those goals that we're setting. And when we get clear about those feelings, then the goals that we create and the actions that we take tend to be more effective. Because now we are actually allowing our goals to flow from a more grounded and clear intention. And listen, don't get it twisted. Now, feeling good doesn't mean that you're not going to have to work toward those goals. You still have, you know, some things to do. But what it means is that you consciously know now 
what your soul is calling you to do. Because those core feelings are things that you have known before you even got over here, that you want to feel this certain way. Once you infuse those into your goals, you'll know what your soul is calling you to do. And you'll consciously know what your intention and what your purpose is. And then you'll joyfully work on your goals without complaining about the things that you have to do because you know what the payoff is. And another thing, reaching your goals uh, and still feeling miserable is really not a sign of success. It's just not a sign of success. You know, we want to feel, as we are <coughs> thinking about these feelings and thinking about these goals, we want to feel good. We want to feel better about feeling good than we feel about checking off those uh, things that you've gotten completed, you know? Um, we want to feel better about our goals more than you want to please people. And you want to feel good more than you want to, you know, make your neighbors see your, your new car or, you know, those kinds of things. People have these uh, uh, kinds of goals where they really just want to go out and prove themselves to somebody else. I was at a retreat recently and this woman walked up to the stage and she was a beautiful older woman and she had on the most expensive suit I'd ever seen and hair all in place, makeup immaculate. And I noticed, it was a small group of uh, female entrepreneurs, and I noticed that this woman had two watches on one wrist. And I'm looking at this woman, I'm saying, why is this woman walking up here with two watches on her wrist? And I'm sure everybody else in the audience was thinking the same thing, why is this woman walking up here with these two watches on her wrist. And I'm sure this lady realized that we were all thinking that, right? So as she got up to the stage, she said, guys, she said, I, I, before I get started, she said, I'm sure you guys realize that I'm wearing two watches on my wrist. She said, I'll explain that. She said, you see this watch right here, this black one? This is not a Fitbit. She said, this is a $19 Timex watch with big numbers on. She said, I wear this watch so I can see it. She said, I see this gold watch, 14 karat gold watch with the diamond bezel and the big old diamonds, you know where the numbers are supposed to be? She said, this is a $35,000 Rolex. She said, I wear this watch so you can see it. <laughs> you see? And, and I'm sure that this woman, she's a motivational speaker, so I'm sure she wasn't trying to prove anything to anybody, but many people are still setting these goals for themselves that make them feel pressured and intimidated and crazy enough to go and bully a little old lady in the store trying to get batteries for our grandson. I mean, we don't need to do <laughs> We don't need to set goals that way. So I want you to think about those core desired feelings that you came over here with. And I want to just share this real quickly with you to get a little bit scientific about what's going on here on Earth. I remember 10 years ago, I was teaching the Law of Attraction class, and some of my students are in here, and I'm just so happy, so happy to see all of you. Russ, love you, Art. You guys know that, Janice, all of you, Elise. And, and so I started talking about some of the things that 
the mystics and, you know, the spirits were telling us that were going to be going on, you know, in the next 10 years or so. And I know they were looking at me kind of crazy. You know, Mimi is going cuckoo with the woo-woo. But it was okay because now these people are calling me and they're saying, Mimi, you know, you told us that time was collapsing and people were going to start moving faster and all this turbulence and crazy activities and things that are going on today. We knew that those things were getting ready to happen because the earth is moving into a totally different dimension. And we're going to be, well, we might, we might not. I don't know. It depends. However, those of us who are here right now on this earth, we came here to be a part of that process, to be a part of that transformation process that the earth is making. It takes a long time. It does. And it doesn't come around very, very often. So we are actually very, very blessed to be here at this time. So it looks like it might be a little turbulent right now. It looks like a little, but that happens when you're moving up, right? You ever been on a plane and the guy says, guys, you know, fasten your seatbelts because we're going through a little bit of turbulence over these Rockies, you know? But then in a minute, it's going to smooth out. And the pilot says, ladies and gentlemen, we're cruising at 35,000 feet. You can unfasten your seatbelt, walk around the cabin, get a drink, do whatever you want. So it smooths out and we will be able to cruise. But right now, our responsibility is to share our joy, to infuse those goals with those joyful feelings, and then share that joy with everybody else. Feel the joy until it just starts a big inside bonfire with on, on the inside of you. Share that fire, that light with others, and then watch them begin to share that fire and that light with even more people. And if we get enough people, and we get to that, what Leon calls the tipping point, right? Got enough people understanding that we are in this creative process with the universe on Earth today. Those energies are, the, the, the finer energies are now blending with some of the darker, not darker, but um, how can I say it? Um, lower <laughs> vibrational frequencies. They're blending, and so that's why so much turbulence and erratic behavior and the crazies are going on right now, but it's okay. What you want to do is learn how to lift yourself up. Start living your life at 35,000 uh, feet above all of that stuff, and you won't even see it. You know, the Hawaiians have, a, uh, I think they have a patent on feeling good and feeling joy and it doesn't hurt that they live in one of the most beautiful places in the world and the sun is always shining and the waves are beautiful. But they have this process, and, they and I'll show it to you real, real quickly, and then I'm going to end because Pastor Tony told me how much time I had. I can go on. Uh, but it's called Hakalau. And what they do is they lift their eyes just from the point. You know how we just look out? We kind of look out straight. They look out, but they look out just maybe an inch or two higher than straight, you know, rather than just looking at, look toward the ceiling. You can still see, and if you try this, you're going to notice. If I look at you, I can see you. But if I look up, I can see everybody. Do you see what I mean? You've already now increased your peripheral vision. You can see things better. And you practice it long enough, you'll be able to hear things better from the universal sources and the powers that want to help you continue 
to live your life with joy and peace and happiness. And so what I want to leave with you guys is this. Don't save your joy up. Don't save it up until you leave here. Because nobody's at your funeral talking about, oh, my goodness, this woman saved up all that joy. And she is one of the most joyfully dead people I have ever seen. They're not going to say that at your funeral. They're going to say, poor Betty. <laughs> poor Betty never smiled a day in her life. What a waste. Poor thing. That's what they're going to say. So you don't want that. Share your joy. Spread it. Dispense it out into the universe. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get it right back. It's the law of attraction. And so, guys, that's my story. I'm sticking, it, I'm sticking to that. And so I want to wish all of you joy, peace, and happiness as you move into this new year. And Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.